0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 284, Thought Isn't Needed. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. Changeable. So in this episode I want to respond to um something that I just see a lot and I, I I want to I'd like to be kind of extreme with this because um because I think it helps this tendency of the mind to wanna to hold on to thought a little bit. So let me back up for a second. What I see a lot is kind of what I just said. Like we get on to the fact that thought is very biased, that it isn't like the end all be all truth, um, that it is very just reflective and distorted by definition. Um, We get on to that, but there's, (laughs) so I want to say some part of us, but the part is obvious. It's just more thought. It's just another thought that comes in and says like, no, there's got to be something helpful in this. They're ha- like like okay, fine. You know, 80%, 90%, even 95% of thought is not true, doesn't have to be um called on, doesn't have to be referred back to quite as much as I do. Like, we'll we'll get on board to some degree. But over and over and over, it's like there's just this, the mind hanging on a little bit to, yeah, but we really do need thought, right? Or, but some of it, but every once in a while, a thought is true. Or, um, or you know, without thought, I wouldn't be able to do anything. I wouldn't be able to function in the world and this and that, and all these stories start about, that are all in defense of listening to thought. And Okay. <laughs> I get it. It looks that way. It feels that way. Um, for sure. It seems like, like, like I don't think you'd really call this thought, but there's stuff in us that, that like stuff, but there's this, me, this mechanism, this process of, um, you know, we can, we can evaluate, we can follow directions, we can make lists, all of that kind of stuff. Wonderful. But that's not really what what we're talking about here. All of that that I just mentioned seems to just happen. No one is, you're not in there, you know, as the puppet master pulling the the strings to get yourself to um, pay very close attention to directions and then read them line by line, like as if you have to manage thought and you have to believe thought and you have to listen to thought. Like it doesn't really work that way. This is all just happening. So much of life, all of life really is just, I mean, even to say it's just happening is a thought story, a time dependent thought story, but it just is, you don't, it doesn't need you. You don't need to manage anything and we for sure don't need to actively consult or hang on to reflective narrative thought that we're aware of in order to make it through life. We just don't. It's just unnecessary. It's not needed. It's not helpful. There's nothing There's nothing in it. And again, maybe I'll be proven wrong. That's totally fine. But I say it in this extreme way because I want to break that little dependence on referring back to thought that so many of us seem to have. And not even really a dependence, but a fear, I think, of fully letting go a fear of saying okay maybe nothing that has ever arisen as a storyline as a narrative as an explanation in my mind is the truth maybe not a stitch of that has ever been true it can feel threatening it can feel very threatening to to see that we've been so addicted to this forever for so so long we've been so really addicted, literally like just hanging on the conversation, the narrative, the arguments, the circular arguments in our own head, the identities, the meaning, the interpretations. That's been the sea we've been swimming in forever. So understandably, you know, to take this very extreme position and say, what if none of that has ever been true and none of it's necessary? None of it is needed for life. Whatever's needed for life just arises and does its own thing. We don't have to listen to anything. We don't have to believe anything. And we don't have to refer back to anything. None of that is needed. I think sometimes what happens there, which is really beautiful but also can be very scary, is this sort of sense of this free fall. Like, wait, (laughs) like thought is the only thing I know. Even knowing that thought isn't true is another framework, another belief. Oh, I know that, you know, my thoughts aren't trustworthy. Well, I mean, that's just another belief we can cling to. So really like the question that we can ask ourselves is, what do I think this is doing for me? Like, why... Why keep, keep one foot in that camp? Like why, why leave that door open that maybe some thought is necessary or important or that I need to listen to it? What is that doing for you? And maybe it's more helpful to ask it the other way. If you were to completely shut that door and consider that nothing that's ever shown up in your head is the truth or needed at all, You've been lived despite it forever, and always will be. Then what? Like what does that bring up for you? And just see, you know it really does it's it's amazing, like how strong the need to know and understand and have some framework or paradigm or knowledge base or whatever is. It's like a fundamental, I mean, it feels like this, the intellect just wants to have something to refer back to, something to see things in reference to. But you can see when I say it that way, I mean, that is, that is just what a mind does. It, makes every, it splits everything up. It makes everything separate and then it looks at everything as if as if there are things out there that are separate from other things. And it looks at all that relative to all the other things, you know. So it's like chop, 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 chop. Everything now is separate and chopped up and you can't chop up the whole. You can't have a super separate chopped up whole without all kinds of fear and judgment and Better or worse, it, just all of that. Me and you, like, just, just inherent in the chopping, of course, is going to be all of that fear and suffering. And you know, that's okay. Like we, we live in that. It looks in this in the dualistic way in the relative world, it looks like a chopped up world. But so, so that's fine. But you don't have to believe it. You don't have to keep that door propped open that says, well, maybe it needs to be that way. And maybe it, maybe that's actually doing something for me. Like just experiment with what it would be like. And, and I'm not suggesting you can just close the door, but you could be open to that. You can experiment with it. You can just kind of inquire into it and play with it a little bit. What if I don't need anything? What if I, What if nothing has any reference point? What if I absolutely don't know a thing? What if nothing is separate? Nothing is chopped? What if there actually is no safety in knowing? It really seems like there is. really seems like it. And even if you know there isn't, it still seems like it usually until that really falls away. I mean, it really feels like on some level there is some safety in knowing something anything that's why that's why people make up all kinds of beliefs all kinds of beliefs are made up and it's like when one framework isn't working people will swing wildly to the other side like when being an atheist is no longer bringing you the peace that you think it should, you'll become a born-again Christian. Like it doesn't matter. We can swap belief sets and paradigms and frameworks like crazy. We do that very, very easily. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you just totally switched world views. But it happens all the time because the mind just wants something. It doesn't really care when you're suspicious that, Your partner is not who you thought they were or I don't know when whatever else might be happening in life, like the mind will create a reality around its suspicion because at least it knows. Now, it's a horrible reality. It's made up, but at least it's something. So (laughs) this happens all the time, but it's crazy to see like, wow, look at that. So there's it feels like there's such a sense of something graspable, holdable, safe, secure in knowing something and believing in something. But to really look at that and, and see all of that is just a coming, it's just like a ebbing and flowing of thought. It's just that forward motion, that, that moving in consciousness where it kind of, turns into some form that seems real, but then it vanishes. And it takes a lot of effort and energy for, for those beliefs and frameworks really to be held onto and carried through time and defended. Oh my God, the energy that goes into defending our beliefs. And, and then just in having these frameworks and beliefs, they get triggered constantly right? Someone disagrees or they question you or whatever. And now you have all this other stuff coming up to feel and deal with. Because when we're holding on to something, it's going to get threatened a lot. It's going to get triggered a lot. And it's going to bring, feel like it requires all of this energy to defend. And that, that's true if it's a belief set or if it's an identity. That's the thing about identity too, right? When you're a me, man, you're fragile and it's a lot of emotion going to come up around to me and a lot of defending that needs to happen. So what if none of that has any real, real substance to it? What if it's all just a fold in consciousness where it seems like it takes some form it feels, takes form as some energy that our mind will then give some arbitrary labels to. Um, But where's the form really? What even is it? Where's the reality to it when it comes and then it goes? And I know it doesn't feel like it comes and goes because our mind is so good at time and using thought as bait to keep us using these beliefs as bait to just Keep us listening, keep us listening, keep us listening. Don't look away, Keep just listen to me. That's That's kind of like what the mind is constantly saying. Just stay here, just stay here. Listen to me, don't look away. Don't worry about anything else, just stick with me. But we are starting to wake up to that in a really big way. And like I talked about this, I can't remember what episode it was, 270 something, um, when I talked about feeling your way through life, it's like, what if you just drop into sensation, drop into, and by sensation, I mean, felt, sense, but also sound, sight, like you, seeing, hearing, you just drop into what is actually real what is actually real and present right this minute out of concepts out of imagination out of thought and just that's it <laughs> there's no there's no further direction um even the dropping in is not really a direction but let attention let attention move attention's constantly moving you don't even have to move it you don't have to put it anywhere let it naturally move down that's what it w- seems to want to do let it naturally move down and inward or out to sensory, I don't know, these labels don't make any sense, but, but let it be, let attention be somewhere other than in the narrative. And what will happen most likely is the narrative will get louder and your mind will tell you you can't do this and you have to listen to it. And it'll tell you probably a lot of the things that I said in the beginning of this episode. Yeah, but some thought is true, obviously. That one time I really needed that one thought. (laughs) It came as an insight and, you know, so it'll do everything it can to bait you back in, to get you back to listening to it, to stay in that addiction and that hypnosis. We're really just hypnotized. We're just hypnotized by a narrative that is pure imagination, pure reflection, pure distortion but that's who we think we are. We're hypnotized by it. So the challenge here is to break that and it's really not that hard. It is and it isn't. It's very simple, very simple. And the hypnosis can be strong, but seeing what's going on goes a really long way. And what goes even a longer way is being willing to just be in life without consulting thought all the time. And that doesn't mean that your mind is going to instantly fall quiet or that it will ever fall quiet. It just means it doesn't matter. It can do whatever it needs to do. When, see, when our attention is pulled into that narrative and that's where kind of the addiction is, it makes a really big deal whether your mind is really noisy or it's, or it's relatively quiet. Like it matters a ton. Like, oh my God, my head's driving me crazy. My I have all these intrusive thoughts and it keeps spinning. Like when we're mind identified, that's torture. That matters a lot. And then on the flip side of that, when we're mind identified, but your mind is pretty quiet, it's like amazing. It's bliss. Oh my God, it's so quiet in here. Where has this been my whole life? But when you're not so mind identified, when we're not so addicted to that narrative, it doesn't really matter. It's really just like... um I think Adi Shanti said this. I heard it from Angelo, um, but I think Adi Ashanti said it, like with regard to just watching thought or just, you know, kind of a natural meditation. He said something like, um, you can't tame the bull, but you can give it a really huge pasture to run around in. So it's like when you're just in life, sensation, and sensory information, and, the, and now, and this, and immediacy. Thoughts like bulls, they'll run all over the place, but it doesn't matter because they have a huge pasture. They'll just run around. They can run in circles. They can get angry. It doesn't matter. But when you're in the pasture, when when we're like in that pasture with them, it really matters. It really seems to matter what those bulls are doing. So there's all these attempts to stop them or slow them down, or, and, and it just never works that way. So get curious if this is something that you've thought or wondered or said, like, yeah, but. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying I I'm not that there's not a lot more for me to see around this too, but I just want to. Put it out in the very extreme sense because I I hear a lot of yeah but yeah but I think I need thought yeah but it did this for me yeah but how am I gonna read <laughs> like, like no we don't we don't need to listen to narrative for any of that stuff what if just play with it as a what if and see if that doesn't give you a little more space to drop into what's actually real here in life and out of you know the business of of trying to wrangle bulls. The 2024 Change Coach Training Program is now enrolling. The course begins in January and is the most complete, supportive training around. See all the details and save your seat in this intimate group training at dramyjohnsoncom slash coachtraining.